Welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 44. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And uh, yes, it's very nice to be back. How are you doing, Fisher? I'm very well, thank you, Jimbo. How are you? Uh, not bad at all, thanks. Uh, any any life updates from you? Anything we want to you want to start with? Not particularly. I've not seen you since yesterday, have I? <laughs> we met in the pub, didn't we, to do some planning? We did some planning, yes. As always, we do some planning. We could, unfortunately, we couldn't find it at the bottom of that glass, could we? But never mind. <laughs> we're heading towards episode... We're on 44, which means we're heading towards episode 50, doesn't it? Yeah, which is quite a significant milestone for us. It is. Uh, and we've, we've been thinking, haven't we, about what can we do differently for episode 50? Yes, and we were thinking about possibly doing a live episode in front of an audience. Was you? I was thinking about just doing a good episode for episode 50. No, let's not, let's not do anything too special and spectacular. <laughs> let's try and keep to the theme of the podcast, Jimbo. Okay. Um, so I was thinking possibly doing a live episode. So if, if you think that's a good idea, then let us know. And or if you want to be at the live episode and you can heckle us while we're yep. trying to record, please feel free to get in touch. Limited availability. Yeah. Because we can only take so much heckling. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if, if we actually we'll, do tickets for it because I don't think there'll be enough demand for that. But... We'll, we'll choose our favourite Chapel Town pub. Yep. Do you want to say which, where it is? Uh, not yet because either we might we, we <laughs> might have got fans from outside of Chapel Town. Okay. Imagine if it turns out we've got a big following in you know Japan and we have to. But go we want to be able to walk home from wherever we're going. Yeah, because we'll be drinking. We might <laughs> so we, we might get told off if we take our own beer in there, but we'll see. We'll see if if people want us to do that, then we'd be happy to do it. But if you'd like to be there, please do get in touch and Fisher will buy everybody who attends a drink. Yep. Um, not uh, one each, just one to share between a lot of you. <laughs> anyway, uh, this episode we're going to call it. Um, we are going to make a pig's ear out of this episode, which we, we tend to do every week anyway. The reason for that is it's National Butchers Week, Fisher. Oh, for calling it this, the making pig's ear out of it. Yeah, not for making the pig's ear out of every episode. Yeah, just the fact we're calling it pig's ear this week is because of National Butcher Week. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's so it's that's National good. Butchers Week. Um, and I noticed that we've done a lot on we did vegan we've done veganism before, haven't we, and stuff. So it's only right that we do a bit of a meaty episode. We did Sausage Week one week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Okay, but <laughs> none of us are actual vegetarians or vegans, are we? So we can we've we've done we've done no not no we've done like healthy things like um, no alcohol stuff, haven't we? And uh, well, I, I wasn't drinking. It time i was i was participating in dry january exactly so we have done healthy things yeah. as well but we are going to do a bit more meat today aren't we are we going to eat so some meat in the podcast we're going to be getting his meat and two veg out we are going to be uh talking meat um we're going to talk about frank butcher pat butcher oh there's some excellent Is games that... there's the pat butcher may be involved today okay uh so just a few life updates from me i mean i think i had food on the brain because when i was on the way here that rather than turn left onto your street i turned right into the chippy Oh, right, okay. Um, that probably explains why you said, said, I'm on my way here. Oh, thanks for bringing me some, by the way. You no, I've not chippy. been. I've not been. I just went right. into the car park oh, right, okay. and realised I'd gone to the chippy instead of your house. Right, okay. Um, before that... Did you get confused between fish and chips? Sorry? Did you get confused, confused between fish and chips? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes, okay. Yes. Uh, and also, before that, um, we are, 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 um, my, so my daughter, just the other day, um, when I was putting together the podcast stuff, she... Um, saw my soundboard. Now I have a soundboard, which makes means I can do all sorts of noises, doesn't it, Fisher? So yep. things like dogs barking, yep. uh, things like buzzer. That, that's your Britain's Got Talent. Uh, yep. Things like all that kind of thing. Yep. So Ada discovered that mm-hmm. my daughter, and she's been having a whale of a time pressing, uh, playing with the soundboard at home. Okay. So she's she's already uh, she's already sat on my knee and done a bit of recording before. Yep. Um, she's done the soundboard, so technically. We might not need you for much longer. Uh, well, it's one from one from each family, isn't it? So I'll be staying here. I'm afraid you're <laughs> you that has to go. You'll have to drive her here, drop her off, and go and pick her up afterwards. Well, anyway.
so staying with the topic of pubs very brief very briefly there's the new program isn't there on on sky quest which is a tv channel that sounds a lot like what alan partridge used to be on right okay yes, um, yeah. but it's called al murray's pub quiz okay. now i don't get it because the one great thing about a pub quiz is that you do it in a pub. In a pub, yeah. <laughs> What's the fun out of watching it on a telly if there's not a pub there? Unless you're in the pub watching it on the telly in the pub. Well, there's a pub quiz not just the same as any other quiz, but you happen to be participating on it in a in a pub. So it's wrongly named, isn't it, the title? It should be Al Murray's Pub Quiz at Home, but as if you was in a pub. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean... but, which is the good thing about our 50th episode... Well, you can you can pub. you can come there with you. It might actually be in a pub, and you can come with us. But did you know that Sean Williams is it Sean Williamson or something? He's on it as well. He's very good at quiz shows, isn't he, Sean Williamson? Is he? Yes. Is he clever? He's. He, I remember he won on Celebrity Mastermind. He's won on Celebrity Pointless quite a few times as well. Yeah. So he's he's very very good. Is the only question that he's been asked is who did Sean Williamson play in EastEnders? Right. Okay. Um, Barry from EastEnders. Is what he <laughs> Well, that's why it might be good if that's the only question he's yeah. been asked. He wasn't. He wasn't a butcher, was he? Was no. It Barry, a Barry Evans, was it? Mm. I don't know. Anyway, on, on to staying with staying with EUA. He was never a butcher. He married Janine Butcher. Right. All right. Okay. So he converted a butcher into a. He, was some re- he had was. some relation to Pat, didn't he? Yeah. But anyway, we'll come on to Pat later on. Uh, beer time. Beer time. Okay. So this is another beer that I got from um, Beer Central in Sheffield, Moor Market. Good friend of mine, Sean, works there. He Sh- wasn't there on the Sh- day. Sean Williamson. It's not Sean Williamson. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so I picked this one out, and um, it's I suppose it's quite relevant because it's the Game of Thrones beer, isn't it? It's a themed beer around the Game of Thrones. I'm not, I'm not sure whether it's official or not, or whether it just happens to have put a, a now on the label with a with a few lines through it. So yeah, like I don't Game think it's official, but it's uh, it's Game of Thrones themed. It's a Sheffield beer as well. What what brew is it from, Fisher? It is from um, one York, job. Yorkshire Heart. Yeah, King of the, King in the North. There we go. Uh, it's got tasting notes: uh, pale straw, cool melon cascade, refreshing citrus hops. There you go. Well, they're not very detailed, are they? And it's called Beyond the Wall. Beyond the Wall, which links back a little bit to um, Donald Trump's wall. So has Donald Trump paid for this, or has he got somebody else to pay for it? Have Mexico paid for this beer for us? Oh, I'm sorry, we cannot have this beer. We're going to have to go on strike. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry to have to announce that. So, um, thank you um, for this beer, Sean, in Beer Central, um, for stocking this one for us. We're trying to get a few different Yorkshire breweries, aren't we? So, who's the brewery again, just to remind everybody? Uh, it is Yorkshire Heart, King in the North, I believe is the name of the and brewery. We'll, we'll try and remember to tweet them this time as well, if yeah. they have their Twitter page, of course. Uh, they're based in uh, near York, Nun Moncton, near York. Exactly. Nun, as in, you know, female people who stay in a monastery. That's I know a good n- n- joke about nuns. Go on, then. Two nuns in a bath. One says, where's the soap? The other says, yes, doesn't it? Hey! <laughs> so, what's next, then, Fisher? Do we have, do we have an apology? Uh, I'm not sure we do, really. All right, okay. Although, um, other than obviously our general lack of apologies, what we sometimes apologise for. Just on my notes, it says Sean Murphy's no longer on Twitter. Oh, right, sorry. Um, <laughs> Is that, did you write that on this I just wrote week? that, yeah. Oh, there um, you go. <laughs> so you did have a, so you did have an apology to uh, Sean Murphy, you know, can you remember, can you remember we uh, messaged Sean Murphy uh, just before Christmas, I think yeah. it was, of trying to get him to appear on our show? 
uh, Sean the Bastard Murphy, as I refer to him as frequently, uh, he's now no longer on Twitter because he gets too much abuse from online trolls. He oh. decided to deactivate his account. Which I'd, So apologies if we we did that to you. I don't think we did. We've only messaged him more than stamp. <laughs> well, you uh, played snooker next to him, didn't you? Uh, I did, yes, on the table next to him. Uh, so if he wants to reach out to me again and we can try and reconnect him online, then you're more than welcome to. So apologies if it was other drove you over there, Sean, although we don't think it was. There we go. I don't think we've drove any other celebrities off Twitter, have we, recently? No, most of them we try and contact are on Twitter anyway. Exactly, Frank Bruno's yeah. still there. Yeah. Dave Benson Phillips. Maybe we should get back into trying inviting celebrities on the podcast. Yeah, Kate Botley's we'll, still there. We'll think about it for the end of this episode, shall we? Yes, well, um, quite good. Anyway, uh, on to our next thing then, uh, which we've done apologies. Joke we should have done last episode? Yeah, joke we should have done last episode. I listened to the episode back the other day, and I reminded... Well, we've, we've got a quiz coming up later on about rubbish excuses from politicians, because Angela Smith, she said that when she referred to um, people from... Uh, black and ethnic minorities as having a funny tinge. Do you know what she actually said? What her excuse was? Uh, she was very tired. Oh, right, okay. She was very tired. Oh, it's all right then, isn't yeah. it? You know. I mean, I'm not sure about you, Jimbo, but when I get tired, what I tend to do is just fall asleep on the settee while I'm watching TV. <laughs> not not, not blurt out racism. I, I, I don't. Can you believe it? I, <laughs> I tend not to, when I'm tired, get racist. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> so I thought we could have mentioned that last week, but uh, we missed that opportunity, so I'll go back and mention it now. Okay. But later on, we have got a, for the irregular, regular feature, we have got a quiz coming up about uh, silly excuses from politicians. Uh, so we have also got a, uh, a a National Butchers Week feature, although it's not much to do with natural, na- National Butchers Week at all, um, but we're commemorating it in, in our own little waste of web space podcast way. Uh, on to the news though, Fisher. Yep, so what should we talk about? Something easy or something more controversial? Well, seeing as we've been talking about butchers, should we talk about knife crime? We can talk about knife crime. There's a link there. Uh, yeah, butchers use knives. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people use knives to mm-hmm. uh, stab people, which is very... Very frustrating and shouldn't happen. It's fashionable at the minute, isn't it? Uh, well, it's popular. Maybe not fashionable. It's not the right word to use, is it? Yeah. I mean, I saw an article on the Star website the other day, which I shared from the uh, Waste of Web Space podcast uh, account yep. on Twitter, at Waste of Web Space, for those that want to check it out. And it said, um, what did it say? Ni- uh, kitchen knife found in um, apartment blocks. Yes. Police find kitchen knife in apartment blocks. Yes. Which I'm confused about because... it. That's where you'd expect to find them. And I was thinking, what are they going to tell us next? That it was found in a kitchen on a knife block. In a knife block and not an apartment block. Perhaps it was a misprint. Perhaps it should have said knife block and not apartment block. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what where that story was going. Because uh, that's where you want to find them, if anything. Uh, well, it was inside. I suppose it depends. If it just found out in the corridor or something like that, it's a bit different, mm. isn't it? Uh, but obviously a lot of people, unfortunately, use knives. And, and I was, um, and obviously there is a practical element You once bought me a set of knives. Uh, I did. And... How many crimes have you committed with them? None. None? Oh, Yet. Okay. Joking. Yes. Um, I did buy you a set of knives, yeah. Good good set of knives, don't they? Yep, good set uh, of knives. James Martin. James Martin, yeah. yeah. I nicked them from him. Still in use. Yeah. And I held them up to him and said, look, James, right, you're not having your <laughs> knives back. And off, off I ran with them. Yeah. Got a magnetic uh, block that it sticks to, hasn't it? Yep, very good. Yeah. Um, so there we go. So that's the end <laughs> of that subject. But the, the I, I was watching a dispatchers programme and it got... I, mean, I think what they actually really need to do is educate people to not use knives. Um, and not make it fashion- fashionable, perhaps not quite the right word, but not make it cool to do. But, I mean, you can't take, you know, you can't take knives out of the equation altogether, can you? Because knives are going to always exist, aren't they? Because we need them to eat us tea and butter bread and stuff like that. Yeah. But, now, unless we unless we replace all knives and do what Japan and China do and just have chopsticks, 
But are you going to quit your bread with your chopsticks? Is the thing. This is the thing. We need we, to, we we need to change. We're going to have to start eating noodles. We're going to have to completely change but the way we live. On the on the last podcast, we already made the point, though, didn't we, that um, sliced bread has been going since like nineteen twenty, yeah. hasn't it? And so the, why do we still have bread knives? And I, the, the problem with getting rid of knives anyway is that I mean, just the other day, I mean, I don't know if I've uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed for sure, but I've lost quite a lot of weight in the last few months, uh, which means uh, my jeans are falling down quite a lot and. My belts are now needing extra holes in them, so I put holes in my belts um, using knives. Right. Now again, I'm not going to be able to do that with a chopstick. Yeah. Well, a chopstick would be easy because it's circular, isn't it? So it's pushed straight down. Yeah, but you need to be knife, sharp. You probably end up with a slit. You need to be there. sharp to get through leather. I, I hope you. I hope you weren't wearing the jeans at the, the belt at the time when you... I was to start with, and then right. I realised that was a silly idea, and I took. I then took off the belt. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um. But I, sp- I'm in I mean, between belt sizes. I'm not quite. If I could drop down to small or medium. I'm, I need a bigger belt still, so I'm, I'm just having to put bigger, more holes in my large belts. Why don't you just use a drill? Because surely that is perfect for drilling. I'm not going to get a drill out for... for I, I barely get a drill out anyway for any DIY. I'll, I'll do anything not to have to use power tools. Yeah, so... just use a knife instead for that. Oh. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got to... Screw put... straight into the wall. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a new, new wardrobe. We're... I need to drill, drill some pilot holes. I'll so get a knife out. We're supposed to be talking about knife crime, yet all we've talked about is replacing knives with chopsticks and putting holes in belts. So... Yeah, that's about powerful, of course. But I suppose they don't have this crime in America, do they? No. Uh, that's because they've got they've got a lot of gun crime. Exactly, yeah. So oh. do you just bring more, more guns around? I don't know. I mean, what would you would you rather be stabbed or would you rather be shot? Uh, neither in the ideal world. Hmm. Um, I mean, I'm so... I'm not keen on blood, and I, but I assume blood is associated with with both. But you know, yeah. Um, I think is is there a practical element to having guns in America though, or is that purely self defence? Do you think? I tell you what, I, I had to go and uh, I had to go and chop some bread, so I just shot it in half mm. this morning. Or I need to open something. Oh, that'd be fine. Using a gun would be fine for doing your belt hole, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Fire the bullet straight through, you're fine. Yeah. Make sure you're definitely not wearing it at that point. Do you remember when, take it off. when I was young and people said about getting their ears pierced and what happens and they use a little gun to yeah. put a hole in your ear? Now, I always, when I was young, cause I, I, I would have never got my ear pierced. It's still not something I'd ever do. Mm-hmm. But when people said that, I assumed that you sat on a chair at one end of the room and somebody sat at the other end of the room and shot a gun towards your ear, not actually holding the, the, the gun thing to your ear and sort of pinching the hole into it. By gun, I assumed that they meant they'd, they'd stand from afar and shoot a gun. Right. Why, why could you not do that from nearby, though? Well, I don't know. This, this is what I'm, because in my head, when I was yeah. a, when I was a what nine year old, somebody you know using a gun to pierce your ear, I, I assumed that you'd you'd shoot a gun from a distance. Hmm. But anyway, um, well, there we go. Well, thanks for that enlightening <laughs> point, there, Jimbo. That's uh, that's very good. But, but com- it's, it's it's good that we've not seen that much knife crime because uh, there's been a few incidents in this last week with footballers getting attacked on the pitch. Well, this is the thing, and I'm back on guns. Um, right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, somebody, I don't know who it was. Um, Somebody commented after the incident, so but let's just remind you, for those people that have been in a coma or asleep or whatever, um, there's been incidents, haven't there, where fans have run onto the pitch over the last few days and attacked football players. Yes. Uh, yeah. it, both the uh, Arsenal match and the more um, notably well, the Aston Villa-Birmingham game. Yes. Uh, it did happen a few years ago to Chris Kirkland of Sheffield Wednesday, Yeah. which seems to have been forgotten about a little bit, and that was quite a shove to the face. It was a shove on the face, but it made a bit of a meal out of it, didn't it? I, seem oh, to I don't remember. know, I, mean, I don't know. It, I it think was it, it was, but, yeah. If you watch it, I think it's a bit worse than what happened to uh, to Jack Grealish the other day. But anyway, anyway it's quite a close shove, up, unexpected and quite a close shove in the face. Well, I think it was unexpected for Jack Grealish, because he wasn't even looking at the person, he came in at him from behind. Yeah, but it was a terrible punch, wasn't it? It wasn't a very good punch, but I mean, you can't, you can't criticise him for that. You can't say when, when he's up for sentencing... 
Well, you hit him from behind, but it wasn't a very good punch that he put in. So we're gonna we're gonna reduce your sentence on that basis. But somebody said, as a result of this, um, somebody said that they should give, uh, they should they should have police at football matches armed, guns and stuff. All oh, right, okay. Which you know, my mum's a police officer, and there's no way I'd give her a gun. She's <laughs> she's definitely not safe around weaponry. Um, oh, it's, it's all right. I tell you what, if we if we try and shoot if we try and shoot the person. Who's run onto the pitch? Don't matter if we miss; it's just going to go into the crowd where there's sort of like <laughs> thirty thousand people behind, and I just hit one of them. I'm not okay. sure who said that, but it wasn't a great idea. Oh, I don't think so, really. No. Um, what if you've got someone like Lukaku doing the shooting? He'll just miss, won't he? <laughs> um, but I, I didn't think it was a very good incident. Obviously, um, the person who did it has been put in prison for uh, fourteen weeks. Now, um, it also there was a BBC headline saying that he'd admitted to it. You think, well, <laughs> you did do it in front of 30,000 people and on live national TV, so <laughs> I think you'd struggle to actually be able to get out of that one. Now, obviously, he's, he's like become a bit of a the nation's enemy, hasn't he? Like, people really, you know, he's a, he's a proper zero, isn't he, in the nation's eyes for doing yeah. that, as he should be. However, I might be the one person in the country to currently stick up for him. Okay. okay? In a way, now, I don't condone his actions, of course. However, he's been jail, hasn't he, for how long? Uh, 14 weeks, I believe. 14 weeks. And he's been banned from football matches for, I believe, 10 years. I think 10 years, yeah. Okay. Why have not been given a life ban, I don't know. Well, well. Well. Listen to this, okay? Three holes in the ground. Now, you remember Eric, Eric Cantona, don't you? I do, yeah. He kung fu kicked a football fan in the stadium on the edge of the pitch and got banned from football for, I think it was eight months, and he was sent to jail for two weeks, I think. Some, now, yeah. and I don't even know if he served the two weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, he kung fu kicked somebody... A fan, he kung fu kicked a fan, and only got that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, you got it. You know. Yeah, that's a that's a re- yeah, but that was a few years ago, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and and due to inflation, the length of prison sentence has gone up quite a bit. All oh, right, then, okay, fair enough. Apparently, um, so yes, I suppose neither of them are particularly good. No, good events. They're not good examples of uh, how you should act during a, a football match, are they? Yes. Uh, so should we move on? Should we move on to slightly more solid ground, or yeah. is it? Because apparently the someone has worked out that where the English and Welsh border is is actually wrong. All this all this stuff we've got on at the moment about the Irish border and the backstop turns out we need to look a bit closer to home because the border to England and Wales has been plotted in the wrong place. Oh, that's ridiculous! I'm not I'm not having that. Who gets more land, us or Wales? Uh, Wales, apparently. It's not. It's us. Is it? I'm sure it's us. Oh, I thought well. So I'm not going to complain about it. So okay. let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. Really though, they, yeah, they, they've drawn the line wrong, haven't they? But um, I think the the is it the map survey people are sort of saying no, we haven't, no, we haven't. Some researchers somewhere else saying you have, you have, and hmm. basically so there's a bit of a war that they're going on. Not not a full on war. I mean, I think it's not much space, is it? But it could still make a big impact, couldn't it? Well, I suppose if if it gets to the point where the UK splits up and imagine if your house is right there and you know suddenly your bin day changes and yeah you know suddenly you can have different fees for university or whatever it is mm. nowadays I don't know so you'll be look, looking for look, all your signs change you'd be you'd be pleased about getting rid of that uh, horrible Welsh winter wouldn't you and yeah. moving into the British winter and English winter yeah. instead and then you have to suddenly stop start supporting the uh, English football team instead of the Welsh one yeah I'm or, pretty sure it's Wales who uh, lose land as a result of yeah. this or take a big interest in rugby yeah and, and sheep yeah. Of course, um, I've got a question coming up about that later. Okay. <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, so we talk about Ant and Deck? Yeah, let's talk about Ant and Deck. Um, you want to talk about them? Yeah, so they've lived quite close together in uh, Newcastle, I believe, for, uh, or possibly. I so, yeah. They've lived quite close together for quite a few years, so around the corner from each other. So a bit like me and you, we just pop round and, you know, present these massive TV shows and win national yeah. awards every year. Yeah. So they're a bit like us. Um, they... <laughs> They are moving. They're moving apart from each other. So Ant's got his own new place to live, and I think it's like down south or something. So what down south? Who yeah. live there? So apparently it's the first time they're going to be living apart. 
So could this be the end of Ant and Deck? No, I think it'll be fine. Or will it be Ant and Deck FaceTime? Yeah. Or forehead fair. time? <laughs> well, to be fair... <laughs> for I mean, Ant. That's, do you not feel a bit sorry for Deck Bowman? He had to be the only yeah. one in the duo for the last year or so. Yeah. And then it also turns out that... Oh, Ant's just decided to move away as well. Thanks for carrying it. Thanks for winning that National TV Award for a duo of us. But if it meant... but like, like Okay, you, you might feel sorry for Deck, but if it meant that Holly was going to move nearer by... Hmm. Well, yeah, there are advantages, yeah. Not so bad, is it? Yeah. Every cloud, I don't know if she's going to replace him in, in that form as well, I don't know. Well, I wouldn't have thought so. But... Popping around to play on PlayStation with Holly yeah. Willoughby. Worth worth a try. Uh, storm Gareth, we want to talk about Storm Gareth? Yeah, what a rubbish name. Yeah. And is it, is it wearing, is, does this Storm wear a waistcoat? And has it got a really good lookalike that's not really the Storm? Uh, I don't know. That, that must be a reference to someone, but I don't quite know who you're talking about. Gareth Southgate? Gareth, oh, Gareth Southgate, of course, yeah. Oh, that, that. Gareth Southgate's last year's news, isn't he? He's picked his England squad today. It's relevant. All right, okay. I'm a bit different to you. I thought thought you might be talking about Gareth Malone, that fellow does the choir things on TV. Fair enough. Yeah, or other Gareths, or Gareth Gates. But it's a rubbish name for Storm, isn't it? Gareth. It doesn't have the same, you know, Storm Freya or Storm, I don't know, whatever they used to call him. Uh, But it changes every year, doesn't it? So They've got a list, haven't they? they They're pretty popular, the names, yeah. Um... So if you, if your chances have been if you if you've got Stephen chances of having a storm Stephen ever in the year is probably quite unlikely. Well, do you know what the storm for K is this year? Uh, well, whether it gets to to K or not, I'm not sure how it works. But when it, when it does get to K, do you know what the storm name is? Uh, Kate. No. Nope. Catherine. No. Nope. Uh, Let's put it this way. Kaylee. Uh, they have some Irish names, don't they? Let's put it this way: there would be a storm if you burgled this storm's house or uh, attempted to. Storm. Or uh, burglar, uh, I don't know. Home Alone. Home. Oh, or Storm. Storm. Kevin. 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 Storm. Kevin. Again, a rubbish name for a storm. All right. Well, just give these storms a chance to actually live <laughs> up to expectations, please. Well, it could it could change the whole it could change the whole impression of the name Gareth. Yeah. They should have called it Gary because apparently there's no babies called Gary in the UK anymore. So maybe yeah, the, should have called a storm after it instead. Yeah, there's not many, not many at all. I think that the name Nigel is dying out as well, isn't he? I'm not surprised. In, in 2016, after after the Brexit vote, Nigel, <laughs> Nigel Farage leading us. During that year, apparently no babies called Nigel whatsoever. None. <laughs> so that's a name that's dying out as well. But in Europe, no. <laughs> there's probably not many in Europe either. Um, so Stephen Hawking's got a 50 pence piece. He has, yeah. Um, unfortunately, he's not around to enjoy that fifty pence piece anymore. Obviously, but um, it's nice that they've commemorated him on a fifty pence piece, which could become collectible things, don't they? These fifty pence pieces. Yeah, I've got a few of them. I've got some for the. Um, well, we're actually having a Brexit fifty pence piece, aren't we? At some point, but uh, so after it's, it's obviously Stephen Hawking, which will be worth about ten p. Yeah, oh yes, I suppose it shows a de- demonetization of uh, devaluation of money, doesn't it? Um, but Stephen Hawking's got a fifty pence piece, which got it's got a black hole on the back of it. Which is quite useful because that's where most people's money actually t- seems to go to. So <laughs> it's quite uh, quite apt. Um, but uh, and uh, what I actually found quite interesting was um, I was reading up about Stephen Hawking the other day, and it was saying some of the people who went to Stephen Hawking's funeral. Okay. And I might be able to do a very quick uh, quick Google of people who went to Stephen Hawking's funeral. So I'm not sure if you want to fill in for a bit. Okay. Just talk about just talk about st- keep it going, Jim. Just talk about stuff. Talk about stuff. What about black holes? Or... Black holes, yeah. Stephen Hawkins. Stephen Hawking. Stephen, Stephen Hawking, not Stephen Hawking. Hawking, okay. Put me yeah. out on the spot there. Um, well, while while you're doing that, Fisher, you told us a, there's a story on there about US police uh, checking on the status of a cardboard cutout. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that while you are Googling who is at Stephen Hawking's, fu- Hawking's funeral? <laughs> uh, well, I found it now. Oh, um, 
Well, there were celebrity guests. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a waste yeah. of time. Great well, filling. Well, you did, you did all right. I think, uh, yeah, there's times where I have to go and get your to get your bottle out and I have to go and get keys out of the door and lock your door up and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, so there were, there were various various guests at Stephen Hawking's funeral, uh, which included uh, Brian Cox. Yeah, obviously expected a well-known scientist, Brian Cox. Yes, um, and also great singer. Uh, well, not not so much, but things can only get better. Things can only get better. So can they get better? And can any better celebrities be at his funeral? Well, Brian May was there because he's he's a keen astronomer. He I is. Think, yeah, he? he got a degree in astrology, hasn't he? Yeah, um, um, as well as I'm surprised he can see. And you know, when he's trying to look through telescopes, all that hair blowing around <laughs> everywhere, it can't be handy, can it? Imagine if it was, it was an intergalactic. Spice Maybe he has all that hair just in case he's because he might be more aware of everybody else of the of the the likelihood of being hit by a uh, falling bit of space debris. So he wants a bit of a cushion. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, and he, uh, Brian May's wife was there. Yeah. Oh, that's Anita Dobson Anita from Dobson. EastEnders. EastEnders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another well-known scientist and comedian, um, Dara O'Brien. Yes. Was there? He said, "Eh." Uh, <laughs> was he talking about Brian May's hair? Uh, look at the size of Brian May's hair. Um, Dara, we, we, we Dara did say Brian. actually that that's quite relevant that you've done that impression because it is St Patrick's Day coming up. Now I don't it know is. whether he's Northern Irish or Irish. Which is... uh, I think he's Republic of Ireland. That's all right then. Yeah. Uh, so St Patrick's Day, we, you were going to consider doing the whole episode in Irish, weren't you? Uh, in an, in an Irish accent. accent. Uh, <laughs> I was. I did. I did consider that actually. Yeah. So who else do you think uh, was at the? Funeral of <laughs> Stephen, Ho- Stephen Hawkins. This is this not this north. This is Northern Irish Jimbo. Slightly different to Southern Ireland. So who else do you think was there? Sorry, this is just a general Irish Northern oh, Irish right. accent. By the way, I'm, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to do an impression of James Nesbitt there. Um, is that who, who was he at the funeral? I don't think he was. No. All oh, right. Okay. Also, the, is this person Northern Irish? Who are you asking me to guess? No, it should, no, it should, no. It's well, misleading. Okay, I'm do sorry. Do their accent. I, I do apologise. Do their accent. If anything, am I supposed to get these questions right? Uh. Who can I do an impression of that I can do it? Unfortunately, um, actually, I, I think I might be able to do an impression of one of the people who was there. He was on the guest list. I remember going to my friend Thora Hurd's party. Oh. Uh, is it Michael Parkinson? Not Michael Parkinson. <laughs> no, but he was also from Yorkshire and sounds similar. Uh, a playwright. Thora Hurd, a playwright. Playwright, right, history boys, I think, didn't he? You know what? I'm not going to get it. Alan Bennett. All oh, right, okay. fair enough. Um, so he was there. As was Eddie Redmine. Yeah, because um, he, he played, played, played Stephen Hawking. No, that was a bit scary, especially if he turned up like him as well. He's <laughs> still in costume. <laughs> That'd be bad, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was also there because he played Stephen Hawking. Did he? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Also there, Piers Morgan. Yep. Oh. I, don't, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Just turned turn up anything. Right. And David Williams. Well, funerals aren't supposed to be nice occasions, so he might as well have gone along to Piers Morgan. And David Williams, of course, yeah. I don't, again, I don't know why. But... Yeah, I couldn't quite work out why either. Yeah. But oh, both yeah. went. So, Excellent. There we go. Uh, so, uh, obviously, moving on to the big news, which is that um, the US police were called to try and find out why a cardboard... Well, they, they were, they'd, they'd been asked to go and check on the welfare of a man. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't moving very much, and he was wearing <laughs> shorts, this man. So police in Minnesota, when they got there, in the snow, this man who stood there motionless, <laughs> wearing no coat, no coat, and hugging a pillow, turned out it was just a cardboard cutout. <laughs> It was a cardboard cutout of chief uh, chief executive of my pillow, Mike Lindell. So what would happen? Somebody had spotted it in the snow or buried in the snow. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it was just stood there holding a pillow, and they thought there's a man stuck in the snow. <laughs> and there was a big white bit between his legs because it was snowing. You couldn't see it against the background of the snow. Uh, so the police called him. Uh, were called and went and had a look at it, 
and then soon realised that it was just a piece of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> so they headed back. That's what a brilliant! What, what a great story to finish our new section on. Okay, so it's National Butchers Week. So it's a week to commemorate everybody who's a butcher. Commem- really. Commemorate? They've not died, have they? Well, I don't know. You know, sort of. And, s- and Piers Morgan and David Williams were at the funeral <laughs> of the butchers. Uh, you, you know what I mean? It's to, cel- it's to celebrate the fact that we have butchers, I suppose. Um, is that a thing to celebrate? Well, it is if you like meat and you like sort of preparation and selling of meat. And do you like meat? We've done vegan stuff before, so do you like do you like meat? I quite like meat, yes. You do? Uh, I like chicken. I like turkey. Yeah. I like beef. Um, I like lamb. I don't like pork. And we did we did a... Uh, but I do like I do like gammon. Do you remember the game uh what was it? Sit on my sausage or something like that that we played? Something like that, yeah. Uh, don't worry, I'm not gonna do that again. Good. There'd be no sitting on food or meat no, or anything. No sort. sniff fondle or whatever it was called. Um, but I've got a bit of a a, a meat slash butchers themed quiz for you. Okay. Is that all right? Because it's National Butchers Week, um, and I thought we just need to do something about butchers and butchery. Really. Okay. And here to present it is Al Murray. <laughs> so are you ready for this? Okay. So first of all, your first question then, Fisher, is what was the first meat eaten on the moon? And you've got some multiple choice options. Was it beef jerky? Was it bacon? Or was it chicken nuggets? Well, I don't know. I don't know what they do in terms of. There is no McDonald's on the moon. Just if that helps. Well, they're everywhere else, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a subway, Subway, they get everywhere. And don't I'm not sure if uh, Uber Eats are getting up that far yet, but two quid a delivery, not too bad, would it? Um, well, I don't know because do they cook things on the moon? Well, not on the moon, but in the rocket, do they actually cook things, or is things, or is everything just sort of microwaved and pre-packed and all that sort of stuff? So I don't think they could do bacon. Okay. Similarly. What was the uh, chicken nuggets as chicken well? Nuggets. I think they might struggle to do chicken nuggets. Okay. Well, you said chicken nuggets and not McChicken nuggets. So obviously, it's not the McDonald's variety. No. So it's standard chicken nuggets. It's actually chicken goujons. Is that is that the posh name for chicken nuggets? Uh, I think goujons are longer, aren't they? Nuggets are, are they? smaller. Okay. Um, yeah, I suppose if you get it in the testicles, mm-hmm. you say anything in the nuggets, not in the goujons. Not unless you've got massively long <laughs> testicles. Um, so I think it would be the first one, which is beef jerky, because I think that can be sort of salted and dehydrated. You're wrong. Oh, okay. It's actually bacon, because it was freeze-dried bacon yeah, cubes. So, yeah. yeah, I didn't give you the extra information for that one. You see. Oh, can you imagine that? Beef jerky, I thought, would trick me up, trick me up a little bit. Can you just get some ice cubes to put in my drink, please? Yeah, put them in. Oh, no, sorry, I've put the freeze-dried bacon cubes in your drink. <laughs> I am so, so I do apologise. I mean, what a great meat, because that's one of my favourite meats, you know, bacon. Mm. The great, you know, if you're going to eat one meat on the moon, it's got to be bacon on it. Imagine that, bacon on the moon. Bacon sarnie on the moon, amazing. What an experience. Are you a red or brown sauce kind of man? Can you guess, based on me and my personality? Uh, brown, I would say. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, brown sauce. And I bet you're a red, aren't you? Uh, I don't mind. I'll mix it. I'll oh, probably... well, there you go. You can't would... decide. Would... Just about right, yeah. <laughs> I would probably rather have red, but I do sometimes... Oh, I'm a ready I... guy sometimes. I go for a bit of brown. Oh, it's got to be brown. My but... rule is, right, and not be many people agree with this rule, but brown sauce, as well as being good for a bacon sandwich, should also go for me... Anything that comes with gravy, I also have brown sauce with. So now, that's bad. That's Sunday. That includes Sunday dinners. You put brown sauce on your Sunday dinner? I do. I've always done it. I'm sorry. Anything Yorkshire pudding, pie, um, I even, and this is going to really, really, really annoy people, even Christmas dinner. Brown sauce? On brown sauce on your Christmas dinner. Do you have, what with, what, just in general, or do you have it with a specific part of your Christmas dinner? Just all over it. All over it? Yep. Really? Wow. Yeah. The things you learn. How long have we known each other now? 
17, 18 <laughs> years, and I've only just found out that you put brown sauce on your Christmas dinner. There you go. What's wrong with cranberry sauce or bread sauce for Christmas no, dinner? No, for me, anything that's got gravy with it can also have lashings of brown sauce. That, that, that's just something I've always done. That's the kind of guy I am, for sure. Next, then. Um, this is question number two in the uh, Butcher's Week sort of quiz. Number two, which of the following about which of the following about the phrase "bringing home the bacon" is true? Okay, number one, it's the title of a hostage situation strategy where negotiators cook bacon outside the hostage location. The idea behind it is to make the hostage t- um, t- um, hungrier and more willing to negotiate. Hostage taker, yeah. Or is it number two? It's code used and made up by Donald Trump when on the phone to security services discussing the safe transportation of his wife. <laughs> bringing home the bacon I mean even Donald Trump probably wouldn't be that disrespectful to call his wife bacon um, would although, he though? well I don't know I mean I can imagine I can imagine a secret service coming in and saying Donald shall we start calling Melania bacon and he'd say who's Melania um, but I'd, would he do that I don't know but then cooking out cooking bacon outside I mean, I tell you, it wouldn't work if you were sort of kidnapped by ISIS, would you? I mean, or a vegan? Yeah, yeah, wouldn't be bothered about the bacon. So, <laughs> um, I, but that does make more sense because giving food to hostage and hostage taker is part of the hostage negotiation at times. But I think cooking bacon, bring out. I think it. I think it would be cooking bacon outside so? hostage situation. And you are correct. Yeah, so they use that in hostage situations in some cases, apparently. Uh, number three, then. Are you ready? So this is a really good one. Famous butchers. Now you know we sometimes do a game where you have to. Uh, we we do like episode forty-four. Can you name how many celebrities turned forty-four this year? Yeah. And we do a bit of who am I thing. Well, this yep. time I've got two celebrities who both used to work in a butchers before they were famous. Okay. Now you're gonna we're gonna do it like twenty question style. Okay. Yep. How many, I think we normally give you five minutes, don't we, to name as many possible of the um, name as many of the. Um, well, one person described it, the other person guessed it. If, if, yeah. there's, only, if there's only two, then this it's not time you've got to, you've got to ask me twenty questions to guess the two twenty questions per celebrity to guess the two celebrities who used to work in a butcher's. Is that all right? Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm going to give you the ticking clock. So this is roughly five minutes. You've got five yeah. minutes to get two celebrities. You get twenty questions for each celebrity, starting from now. Did they used to work in a butcher's? Yes, that's a okay. terrible waste oh, of a right. question. Oh man, it's not very good. Is this person male? Yes. Are they from the entertainment industry? Yes. Are they a an actor? No. Would they be classed more as a singer? Yes. Are they from the UK? Yes. So we've got a UK-based singer. Would you do you think they are more likely to be older than the age of say 40? Yes. Um okay. You know they're a musician. Are, are they English? Yes. Do you think? Okay. Are they Northern? Uh. Mm. <laughs> oh, 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 we're not too. We're not too sure. Uh, okay. Not quite. More Northern than London. Right. Okay. Are they from the Midlands? Though? Yes. Okay. Right. Are they someone you would associate with maybe being a rock singer? Yes. Is this person married to? Sharon Osbourne. Yes. Is it Sharon Osbourne's husband? <laughs> Come on. 
Just don't, don't was, waste any more questions. You there, should, should be proud of what you've done. I will say, is it Ozzy Osbourne? Yes, on twelve on your twelfth question, you got it absolutely spot on. Quickly, when, move when, on to the next one. Quick. When, when, all right, okay. Well, I presume we get five minutes each, Dana. Oh no, no. All right, move on. You can get both. Uh, is this person male? This next person is male. Yes, as well. Are they uh, an entertainer? Uh, they are an entertainer. Are they? A singer? Yes, they are a singer. Is it Ozzy Osbourne? No, he's not. <laughs> okay. oh, please, Question uh, four. Right. <laughs> I'm not marking you down for that, don't no. worry. Um, are they someone you would class as older? Yes. Okay. Are they from the south of England? Oh, oh sorry. Are they, sorry. Are they from the UK? Yes. Okay. Are they from the south of England? Yes. Are they a Cockney? Mm, possibly, yes. I'm not 100% sure about that. Okay. Well, you, you're not, it's not a definite Cockney. It's no. not sort of. It's not no. Danny Dyer sort no. of thing. No. And we think it's someone older. So is this someone who would class as more a crooner, for example? Uh, that's like a Michael like Bublé a, type like, thing. Uh, like a Tom Jones or a Rod Stewart mm, no. or a kind of no, thing. No, 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 no. No. Um, are they? Are they a really big act? Uh, yes. Yes. Still. Okay. Yes. Are they, are they knighted? No. Are they a rock singer? No. Uh, sort of more pop music type thing? Yeah. Or, or, or pop music around the time mm. when they were big? Not pop, it's a particular genre, but but more poppy than rock, I suppose. Okay. Uh, are they, would you think, over the age of 50? Yes. Over the age of, say, 70? No. Um, On question 15, by the way. Okay, so someone between the age of 50 and 70... From London, mm-hmm. more of a pop singer from a few years ago. Well, popish, kind yeah. of. A specific genre. So, oh, what could this, are they a rapper? No. Punk? No, no sorry, no, no, don't answer that because okay. you, you've already given, you've, you've already said that the more pop than rock. Um, have do they appear on celebrity TV programs? Sometimes, yes. Uh, oh, who could this be? So, for example, they, they might like appear on "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here." Probably more, sort of probably more panel shows, if anything else. Right. Okay. Is it? Is it Rick Wakeman? No. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure he's a Cockney, actually, is he? Um, oh, were if, they in, were they in a band? Oh, uh, time up. Yes, oh, they I'll, was I'll in keep, a band. They was going, in a band. Going. You're going to keep going. You've only got well, you've got two questions left, so yeah. you might as well give you the extra time. Since you did really well on the first one. Yeah, it was in a band. Can I roll those over? It was in a band, yeah. I'll uh, give you a clue. They they don't to give you a clue. Go on then. I'll say New Year's Eve two thousand eighteen. They were involved in New Year's Eve celebrations two thousand eighteen. Uh well it's Jules Holland. No. Oh, okay. Um oh oh uh Niall Rogers. No. Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we were involved in New Year's Eve celebration. Is, is this presumably on the BBC yeah. with uh, Morrissey? No, 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 not Morrissey. Um he's a well, he's a vegetarian and he won't go near, near any meat. Uh, I, I, I don't know. You have to. <laughs> it's Suggs of Madness. Oh, from Madness. I believe he's from down south, isn't he? I think he's a cock. He's, he's the most obvious cockney around, surely. Well, there you Suggs go. Well, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not percent sure, so there you go. I, want saw... I think he did very well, though, with the first one. Thank you very much. Did... I once saw Suggs. Did you? Yeah, it was the first sign of madness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you're uh, glad you got that joke in. Yes. Okay, next then. We're not over yet, Fisher. So you've got. Um, so, yeah, Ozzy Osbourne, before he became the Prince of Darkness, he was uh, just simple old John Michael. Ozzy Osbourne. He worked as an, in an abattoir in Birmingham for 18 months between 1964 and 1965, uh, which is not 18 months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, his party trick on payday was uh, in the pub to sneak 
cow eyeballs out and drop them into people's drinks. All right, awesome. very what nice, fella. Uh, we're not going to invite him to our 50th birthday <laughs> celebrations <laughs> at the pub pub recordings. Next, uh, so Suggs, he was 16 uh, in 1974, and he worked part time in a butcher shop in London. So there you go. There, I told you yeah. from London, and he ended up working six days over the summer, earning 11 pound. Six days a week over the summer, earning 11 pound a week. There you go. A lot of money in those days, wasn't it? Next then, this is an awesome game, and it's one of the best things that you'll have ever heard on this podcast. This game is called Fat Butcher or Pat Butcher. <laughs> so you are going to hear, uh, you're going to hear six different noises, and I need you to identify which ones are Pat Butcher and which ones <laughs> are Fred Elliott, okay. who is a fat butcher from Coronation Street. Both in, in their relative TV shows are now passed okay. away. Right. Okay. Uh, anyway, I say I say R. Ashley. I don't know. Is, if, is, is he is Fred Elliott the character the, the the actor Fred Elliott still alive? The actor. I think so. Is John John Savidan still called? alive? Is he? I believe so. I know. And I, I know Pat say uh, Pam Saint Clement is her name, and she's yeah. still alive anyway. But in the in their programs, EastEnders and Coronation Street, they are both deceased. Okay. Anyway, so are you ready then? Pat Butcher or Fat Butcher? Here's sound <laughs> clip number one. Now that sounded very. I, I, I dread to think what they're doing at that particular point in time. <laughs> um, so could it be Fred Elliott? In, all he said was, "Hey, hey, up our Ashley," and then Ashley said, "You got to be careful. You got a little baby." <laughs> um, applied by Stephen Arnold. Do you want to hear it again? Oh, do you want to uh, guess it first? I'm, I'm going to guess that it's going to be Pat Butcher. That one sounds quite womanly. Pat Butcher. Let's have a little listen. <clears throat> it is Pat Butcher. Pat well Butcher, done. Thank you. So one out of one there. Next, then Pat Butcher or Fat Butcher. <laughs> Uh, can we play that again, please? Is she, is she saying Harry? I don't know. Um, or it could be Harry. For, <laughs> for some of the meat that Fred uh, Fred Butcher, Fred uh, Elliot is trying to sell. I'm going to say that's Fred, I'm going to say that's Fat Butcher. I'm going to say that's Fred Elliot. Do you think so? Yep. You are wrong. No, oh. that is actually uh, Pat Butcher. So once again, <laughs> there you go. Right. Next, then. Are you ready? Yep. Pat Butcher or Fat Butcher? Sausage. <laughs> so that was saying sausage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is a giveaway that it might be an actual butcher. Um, so I, th- I, th- I mean, Fred, Fred Elliott was a butcher. So I <laughs> fat, think a, a fat butcher. And a fat butcher at that. Um, and I suspect he liked sausage as well. So I'm going to say that is fat butcher. Fred Elliott. Blood sausage. Blood sausage. He's actually saying blood sausage. And yes, it is Fred Elliott. Blood sausage. Okay. Fat butcher, correct. Next then. Uh, so how many? You've got, uh, you've got, got two, two out of three. three. Yep. Next one then. Again, that sounds a bit. That sounds a bit womanly. So I don't quite know what she's doing in this particular, <laughs> or he's doing. So I think, I think that's, I think that's Pat Butcher. I think she's making that noise just as she sees Frank Butcher turned up with his bow tie on that, that glows in the dark and lights up. She was actually in a, in a discussion with um, with um, what do you call him Truman on the uh, I can't remember his name on you know what I mean on on the EastEnders. The... Oh, uh, Frank, uh, yes, I know what you mean. Um... I forgot his name. I watch EastEnders all the time. Yeah, I forgot his name. Mr. Truman, Mr. I should call him yes, anyway. He's yeah. from, uh, from, I think he's from Trinidad, isn't he? Yes, yeah. In the programme. But anyway, yeah, uh, she's in discussion with him and uh, it is Pat Butcher. There you go, once again. <sighs> Next then, Pat Butcher or Fat Butcher? Oh, oh I mean, come <laughs> on. That, that, must show, that must be surely be Fred Elliott about to say, oh, come on, our Ashley. Yes, it is Fred Elliott once again. I say, I say, I don't know what he's saying there, Alan. Fat Butcher. Oh. There you go. And fi- how, how did he get these noises? Did he have to play YouTube oh, clips took, and record them? It took a long time. Yep. Next, then. <laughs> well, that sounds like one of them smashing some plates. So. <laughs> Do you want to have a listen which, again? Which one went to a Greek restaurant? Um, 
Something quite iconic about that clip, actually. Well, I presume it's possibly at the point of one of them passing away, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, so could it be Fred? Did Fred die of a heart attack? Looked like he feasibly could have done. <laughs> uh, yeah, without being funny. Um, so I think I think that's Fred Elliott. It is Fat Butcher. Fat Butcher, Fred Elliott. This is when he died. <laughs> what, what did he die of? What a pleasant podcast yeah. we are. Uh, that was a heart attack. Was it a heart attack? Okay. <laughs> he just said goodbye to uh, not Deirdre, but one of Deirdre's mum. Is it? I don't know. Somebody. Blanche. Blanche Hunt. No, not Blanche either. One of the others. Any? I can't remember who they are. I don't watch Coronation Street. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That was uh, Pat Butcher or oh, Fat Butcher. What did you make of that? Uh, hopefully, we're never going to play it again. <laughs> Next, then. Um, so I've, I've titled this next one, Who Has More Cows? So who has more cows per person? Which country? Right. Uh, is it <laughs> Uruguay or New Zealand? Oh, well, Uruguay... I sort of made a noise like Fred Elliott having his heart attack, didn't I? Um, Uruguay, I don't see why they would particularly be known for... Uh, for having cows, but certain countries in South Com- South America, such as Argentina, are quite well known for steak and that sort of stuff. New Zealand, perhaps better known for lamb, I would have thought. So maybe sheep are more popular than cows, so I'm going to say it's Uruguay. It is Uruguay, um, and I believe, I think at one point, I don't know if it's still the case now, because I think, uh, obviously... McDonald's changed a lot about how they do things and so on over the years, but I think a lot of meat used to come from one Argentina, but also Uruguay for really? burgers and stuff like that. Uh, but it is Uruguay, 3.7 cows per person. Where do these people keep their cows? Yeah. Imagine that if you lived in Uruguay and you had to just have these cows in your house. <laughs> and what? And 0.7 of a cow? Yeah. That's not ideal, that's, that, is it? That is messy, yeah. Whereas New Zealand, they just have 2.3 per, <laughs> cows per person. So is that all? A bit easier for storage, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next, then you can, you can afford to have le- uh, without one bedroom in your house, can't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, I've only got two, two point three cows. We're fine. Yeah, but you might get bedroom taxed if it was in the UK. And we'd all, you know what I mean? Yeah. If there's no cow living in one of your spare bedrooms, you get taxed anyway. Uh, next, who has more sheep per person? Uh, again, is it New Zealand or is it Wales? Oh well, yeah. well, both countries. Uh, <sighs> New Zealand are well known for obviously uh, New Zealand lamb and and the production of lamb, and Wales obviously have got slightly different relationships with the sheep's. Uh, <laughs> so I think, but I, th- I think again New Zealand. I think New Zealand have got more sheep than Wales. Per person. Seven point five sheep per person in really? New Zealand. Wow. Uh, three in Wales. It's not that amount, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. Um, so. I was, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure when I climbed Mount Snowdon a few years ago. Which is just something I did just to raise loads of money for the princess. Well, it must be classed as big me in Wales. Uh, Joking. Sorry. Um, I'm sure fairly high up on Mount Snow, there's some sheep knocking around. Yeah. Just like having a wander around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, why good. not? Why not? Are they doing it for charity? No, I was, and they say I'll <laughs> raise like about £6,000 for Princess Trust for this advanced children. But I'm just nice like that. Next then, why is the cow Elm Farm Ollie famous? Uh, a, was it the first test tube cow? Or B, was it the first cow to fly in an aeroplane? Uh, oh. Why would a cow fly in an aeroplane? How could he get him in? How could he get the goggles and leather hat on it? <laughs> and putting a leather hat on a cow, I mean, that probably that's probably the mum they're putting on their head, isn't it? Um, so I don't I don't think they could do that. But so what was the name of the cow again, sorry? Uh, Elm Farm Ollie. A test tube cow. I mean, you struggle to get a tar- cow into a test tube with a slight problem. <laughs> We're talking about growing it from an egg. Growing it, yeah. Well, yeah. So, which is different to cl- cloning, because obviously Dolly yeah. the sheep was the first cloned sheep. I'm not sure if that's going to come up as a question, actually, but uh, so I better not talk about it too much. Um, I think it will be a, I think it'll be a test tube cow. 
they got a cow in an aeroplane, yeah, in the 1930s. So oh. they just started to fly. Yeah. What shall we do? It's amazing. We can fly. We can get in the air. We can take off. We can go wherever we want. What shall we do? What shall we do, John? Why don't we put a cow in it? <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Uh, why is the gentleman called Ellsworth W. Bunce famous? Is it A, he invented the automatic cow milking system? Or is it B, he was the first person to milk a flying cow? <laughs> you can't milk a flying cow. <laughs> I mean, who, who, who came up with the idea? I'll tell you what, there was udders hanging on the bottom of a cow. I'll tell you what, I'll just start pulling them and see what comes out, and then, yeah, we'll drink it, it'll be fine. It's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> it is a bit, yeah. The whole, the whole idea, the whole concept of it. But I can't, I can't imagine they would, they would milk a cow that's... Midair, so I think it was just the first person generally to milk to milk a cow or have an automatic order milking system. Oh. Is this in the nineteen thirties as well? We can't stop the water. <laughs> we bug around milking cows. In the nineteen thirties, and unfortunately, I think it was poor Elm Farm Ollie who, while they were up there, thought, "Well, we're up here. We've got a cow in the air. What should we do? Let's milk it." <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? It's bizarre. More crazy than our podcast. But anyway, what did you think of our butcher's meat? I don't think it really was. It was more about cows and stuff. But what did you think of that quiz? Have you learned anything today? Oh, I have, yes. It was very good. Very good, Ashley. Anyway, iconic, iconic feature, I think, that one. Yep. I've just had a flashing alert. We don't talk about Brexit, but I've just had a flashing alert on my phone that the MPs have rejected a no-deal Brexit by 312 to 308 in a All non-binding right. vote. OK, there we go. So that's, that's serious. Well, another loss for Theresa May. She's not lost since yesterday. Well done. <laughs> but there we go. Um, so. She needs to get Steve Bruce in. Yeah, she's done anyway. well for hasn't So, anyway, um, moving on to the irregular, regular feature. Not sure if anyone cares about uh, sort of rejecting a no-deal Brexit. It's not, not binding anyway, so... That's had an evil as referendum. Yeah, it seems to be going through with that. But, yeah. Um, so anyway, we said um, earlier on about excuses. Excuses. And Angela Smith said she was tired when she, she when she when she described um, people having uh, the black black and ethnic um, minorities, minorities as having as a, funny a funny tinge. Funny yeah. tinge yes. Uh, not that we want to go on about it too much, but yeah, that's definitely what she actually said. An hour MP as well. Mouth, yeah. Um, so I thought, why not give um, more details of where people had made um, made rubbish excuses. Yeah. So are these all all politicians or not all politicians? Okay. I mean, there's, there's quite a quite a theme around American ones as well. Actually. All oh, right. Okay. Um, so Hillary, first up, Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, she apologised for misspeaking in 2008. What were the circumstances behind this? Was it that she claimed to have landed at a Bosnian airport and run across the tarmac under sniper fire? This was false, and footage showed her walking off the plane and meeting the Bosnian president. Or was it that she claimed to have given an interview with Oprah when she was in tears about the Monica Lewinsky scandal? However, footage showed that she was very calm and supportive of her husband. Right, okay. I mean, that whole incident obviously was blown out of all proportion. A is a very... As, as was he. A is a... I mean, but... <laughs> a is a very quite... A, a, an outrageous statement to make that you've been fired at by snipers and, and got away with it. <laughs> uh, so I think that's a bit unrealistic as an excuse. But whereas the first one, I know you're on national television and you've been filmed and stuff... Um, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the second one as being more realistic. Uh, you'd be wrong. All right. She claimed there was she, she claimed there was snipers firing 
uh, it turns out that there wasn't, wasn't at terrible all. snipers. And that's, yeah. They're supposed to be pretty accurate, aren't they? Yeah, and you, and you thought they would, if they wanted to, you know, highly trained people, particularly, yeah. particularly that part of the world. Yeah. Um, and they, I think I think some of the ones in that part of the world probably have a fair amount of practice at that particular yeah. point in time. So, yeah, she apologised for it after someone said, hang on, that's just a load of rubbish. Mm. Um, and she had to apologise. Uh, so let's move on to New York Congressman Eric Massa. He resigned in 2010. What did he claim? Was it that the accusation of taking bribes was not justified and the cash of nearly $500,000 that was found in his bedroom was all legal money and that he simply no longer trusted banks? <laughs> or was it that the accusation of sexual harassment was not justified and that he had been engaging in tickle fights with members of staff? <laughs> tickle fights? Well, I have tickle fights for you, don't I? Only when the podcast's finished, Jimbo. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, it's a lot of money, though, isn't it, that? Uh, let's, let's go for tickle fights. This day and age, that sounds quite realistic, unfortunately. You are right. <laughs> Allegedly sexually harassing people who claim he was just having a few tickle fights with them, mm. as you do. Um, American athlete, Dennis Mitchell. He had an abnormally high level of testosterone, which basically was because he was a drug cheat. Right. I, I believe, I think it was because he was a drug cheat. Uh, what did he, what did he claim was the reason for it though? Did he claim that he was having sex with his wife four times a day, which boosts his testosterone levels, or had he changed his diet recently and now only ate red meat and nothing else? Um, well, it's a meat. I think I should go for that answer, seeing as we are a butcher's a, theme a meat, podcast. A meat theme podcast. Yeah. yeah, let's let's go with that one then. Uh, you are wrong. Had claimed he was having sex with his wife four times a day. So is that what happens? The more sex you have, the more testosterone you've got. Uh, I think I, I believe so. Um, I mean, obviously, the idea that someone have sex with wife four times a day is obviously um, probably <laughs> unrealistic. Uh, yeah, um, I, I think they said yes. You're right. You actually produce a bit more testosterone after you have had sex, but no one produces that much. <laughs> it was it was kind of way off the scale. Um, Norwegian politician uh, S- uh, Saira Khan had a very large phone bill that was apparently twice as high as anyone else's phone bill out of politicians. What did she claim? Did she claim that she'd been calling her boyfriend who was doing top-secret military work? However, she'd actually been calling various psychic hotlines. Or had she been claiming to call her daughter in China? However, she was actually calling to arrange the import of counterfeit goods. Uh, okay. So she's obviously got some, potentially some sort of interest in psychics and knowing about the future. Maybe she was going for some sort of, like, Election or something? Uh, well, she, she'd she, win. She was already a politician at that point, so I think she'd already, she already, she already won. Well, she might be going through another one. Well, yes, yes, she might know be. how long she'd be in power. Yeah. Whereas the daughter one sounds quite. It could be realistic. Uh, she was in China. They were, they were arranging counterfeit goods. Or she might not have even been in China. That was just the excuse mm. that she used, and that was what actually happened. Let's go with the first one. That her husband was in top secret military yeah. work, but he wasn't, and she was just calling psychic hotlines. Yeah. You're right. See, I knew. I knew I was right yeah. because I just phoned a psychic hotline, <laughs> and they told me that 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 is what the answer would be. I think if if, she, if the psychic hotlines had been any good, they'd have told her to like hang up immediately because you're about to get investigated for why <laughs> your phone bill's so large. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. they had they had to close the hotlines down due to unforeseen circumstances, didn't they? Hey, thank you very much. <laughs> Where's that symbol noise? Thank you. <laughs> uh, so let's go to anti-gay campaigner George Reckers, who was part of a group who claimed to be able to convert gay people back to being straight. When he was pictured going on holiday with a rent boy, what did he have to say on the matter? Was it he intentionally went on holiday with this man to convert him back to being straight? The holiday was part of the rent boy's therapy. So he was a client, technically. 
Uh, what he might have been claiming. Yes, yeah. Or did he require, or did he say he required someone to carry his luggage whilst he was on holiday, and this man was chosen purely at random and just happened to be a rent boy? Well, I think the better excuse in his position would be to say the first one that it was a client. Yes. Um, because the second one just sort of means uh, I happened to hire somebody to carry my luggage who was also gay. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say that, that that he probably would have said the first one was the most... <laughs> not None of this is sensible, of course, but yeah. the most in his situation, the most sensible excuse would be the first one. Yeah. I suppose it was a bit difficult, isn't it? Because both of them are complete loud bollocks, but what I'm saying is <laughs> yeah. which one's a complete loud bollocks that someone actually said yeah. as opposed to one that I've made up. Yeah. Um, and you said the first one, you'll be wrong. All oh, right. He should have gone with the first excuse. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it would have made more sense. Um, obviously, neither of those are actually true in terms of what actually was the case with him going on holiday. This fella was that it was actually turned out gay himself and used a rent boy, um, but he claimed that he was there just to carry his bags. Um, so another uh, another one that does the name Ron Davis mean anything to you? Mm, no, it was a, a former politician um, involved in a couple of scandals over the years, probably sort of late nineties, early two thousands. Um, so That's strange, because I don't know many politicians who've been involved in scandals. No, no. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, these scandals about sort of uh, being gay and all that sort of stuff and, and using red boys, it's, a bit of, it's quite a bit of a thing of the past, is nowadays? We've got different scandals oh, now, have different we? scandals now, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, um, so, we've got... Like Jeremy Corbyn getting an egg thrown everything the other day, yeah, and yeah. Uh, the news saying he wasn't hurt. Oh, I mean, how, how tame can you get? I mean, <laughs> honestly. Um, so after, so after being pictured leaving a wooded area near a well-known spot for gay men to meet in two thousand three, what was former politician Ron Davis's response? Was it he was feeling stressed, so was meeting up with a yoga teacher in an outdoor relaxing area, or was it he needed to go to the toilet and just so happened to get talking to another man whilst he was in the woods? <laughs> Um, so was he stressed doing a bit of yoga or was he answering a call of nature and just happened to bump into another gentleman well both could have been uh, the, the actual excuse could have been a call of nature of course uh, yeah. let's go with the second one he was going to the he said he was going to the toilet he, well, he did say he was going to the toilet <laughs> however not many people believe this from Ron Davis <laughs> so he changed his story Okay. and in a few days later he gave an interview with someone else and what excuse did he use this time did he say that he was in the woods looking for some badgers because okay. he had an interest in watching badgers. Or did he say he was in the woods looking for some Roman ruins that might have been located in the area and he had an interest in ancient history? Never mind Roman ruins. He probably got ruined. <laughs> yeah. um, he was looking for the tatters of his old career. I'm going to say badgers might seem more believable than Roman ruins, I think. He did claim he was badger watching. I've got two Ron Davis questions correct, haven't I? So I'm obviously a Ron Davis expert. Yeah. Were you the man he was meeting? Possibly. <laughs> um, so we, I don't think I don't think sort of any quiz around making up stupid excuses would be complete without mentioning Donald Trump, the main man. So we don't like to talk about him too much. But recently, this was the news a couple of couple of days ago. What recent faux pas did did Trump make, and what was his claim about it? Did he, in a meeting, refer to Tim Cook of Apple as Tim Apple? And he claimed that he purposely referred to him as Tim Apple in order to save time and words. Or, when referring to the president of Norway, and he actually meant the president of Sweden, did he say, that is fine, because they're both parts of Scandinavia, so therefore it's pretty much the same thing anyway? <laughs> it's likely that he would have done both at the same event, to He could fair. have done, yeah. So, is that, can I give that as an answer? Uh, no, or is it I, definitely one or the it's other? It's definitely one or the other. Right. Well, it's definitely one. The other, the other could feasibly have happened, let's oh, be honest. Yeah. 
Let's. I'm going to go with the Tim Cook one. We call him Tim Apple. He did call him. He called him Tim Apple. <laughs> he called him Tim Apple. Clearly called him Tim Apple. Was videoed called him Tim Apple, and then claimed he intentionally called him to save time. Well, and you don't become the president of the USA without being efficient, do you? Exactly. I mean, think how much. What 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 could he have done in that thirty seconds that he <laughs> saved? What a, what a great man. Good good old Don Trump. Yeah. <laughs> called Trump <laughs> instead. Save the Donald bit. Um. So, finally, my final question. And I, I just felt that I had to include this just because of the sheer stupidity of it. Florida State Representative Bob Allen claimed to have used the excuse of being scared in a public toilet. What had he done that required the excuse? Had he taken a cocktail of drugs and claimed he didn't want the drug dealer in the toilet to beat him up, hence he gave him $100 and then snorted a load of drugs? <laughs> or... Did he perform oral sex on someone who turned out to be an undercover policeman and they also gave him $20 for the privilege of it? So the policeman was under a cover? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a very long way to go, isn't it, for an undercover copper? That is that is a very long way to... Like, you put yourself... I, I, I take my hat off to them and they probably had to take their hat off at some stage as well. Well, why is having they, a gentleman's if, kiss performed on him? If they went through, if he, they went through that as part of their job... Um, I'm going to say it's got to be the first one. Well, he, got, he did get an overtime payment of £20 by the sound of it, or $20 by the oh, sound of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you think the first one? Yeah. I mean, this is the problem with police cuts, to his and his police cuts. So <laughs> there's so many coppers now, I aren't getting these uh, added benefits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they have to hang around in public toilets. Yeah. Um, you are wrong. Right. Really? A, a politician in America, um, say Bob Allen, Claimed to have been scared of someone stood in the toilets who looked intimidating, so he decided to uh, he decided to perform oral sex on this gentleman. Took him out to his car, performed oral sex on him, and gave him twenty dollars. Right. I mean, obviously that is. And a load it did of turn out to be a police officer. I believe it turned out to be an undercover policeman. So did that happen? That happened. I mean, obviously he didn't. He didn't know he was <laughs> an undercover policeman, and obviously that isn't actually what happened. That was the excuse he gave. Right. He basically just met someone, performed oral sex on him, gave him twenty. Um, $20, but he, cl- he claimed he was scared and is why he did it. And it turned out to be an undercover copper. Turned out to be an undercover policeman. The, the, the most confusing part of that is why would an undercover copper go through that? Uh, All the way through with it. Well, I, I don't know how far they got. I mean, I'll be, I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll be honest about that. You can research but, it. Yeah. Or maybe not. We don't, we're not. I'm not sure how it ended, put it that way. <laughs> anyway. So there we go. So that's the that was that quiz. I hope you enjoyed that. I'm actually looking forward to your excuse when uh, your wife finds out what you've been Googling about that last question. But anyway. Wait, I've got recorded details of why <laughs> I Googled it. But I, I, I suppose this has been a good episode, Jimbo. It has. Um, possibly our longest one yet. And do you, know what we've, do you know what we've done? What? Oh, do you know what we've not done? What? We haven't even mentioned your radio programme. Oh, we haven't, have we? It's on 95.7 Pennington FM. It is, yeah. Jimbo's Jimbo Sunday, Sunday brunch. brunch. You can use a knife to eat your brunch, but be careful with it. Make sure yeah. you don't do anything untoward with it. Uh, 95.7 every Sunday, Jimbo's Sunday brunch. We don't get a chance to mention it much, do we, so... 10 till 12. Exactly. 10 a.m. till 12, uh, <laughs> 12 noon. And obviously, like we said earlier, if you'd like to be part of our 50th celebrations... Yep, let 50 us know. episodes... We might be recording live in a in a room somewhere in a, in a pub where we can have Official a live audience there. Official by everybody, there. one drink to share. Yep, and Jimbo will get crisps in for everyone and yep. some pork pies. Can, can do crisps, can do, can do 
pork scratchings. Yeah. Uh, pork food. Yorkshire vegans. tapas. We can get something for you lot as well. Yeah. Um, but thank you very much for listening. You can uh, tweet at Waste of Webspace. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Waste of Webspace. Website is wasteofwebspace.co.uk. Plenty of space being wasted on there. Yeah. Uh, Twitter handle is at Waste of Webspace. I think we've done that. All right, okay. Wasting more time yeah. as well as space. Thanks for listening to I us. Should, we should have been more efficient and just referred to it as Tim Apple um, or <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, and so there we go. So thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks.